I invite you to turn open in your Bibles to uh, Psalm 119. Psalm 119. And I'll read the section, which is verses 161 through 168. And we'll look specifically at 168 this morning. Let me pray for us as we open the word. Oh God, this is your word, and we believe that, and we want to hear you this morning. So we just ask that you would speak to us, that you would open our eyes to see wonderful things out of your word, that you would open our hearts to uh, be inclined to love you and and love others. And so uh, we just ask for your help this morning as we come to this word, and we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, how many of us have refused to put the government COVID-19 app on our smartphones because we don't want them tracking us. I know I don't like the idea of that, uh, the government knowing where I am and who I'm in contact with and for how long. Uh, That sounds a little too invasive to me. We don't like the idea of being under constant surveillance, but yet, you know, the technology we carry in our pockets and purses would scare us. If we knew the data they're constantly mining about us, getting to know us very, very well. Um, if ever online, you, you've, uh, a woman has had a baby, about 13 months later, she's going to start seeing advertisements for maternity clothing. Because they know, oh, it's about time people start trying again. And so they begin bombarding women with advertisements about maternity clothes because they know her. And, you know, if you happen to one time say, oh, you know what, I need new window wipers. And then two days later, you see on your computer just a whole bunch of ads for wipers on sale at Napa and Canadian Tire. You wonder, well, that's just great. I'm glad they advertised that for me. They must have known. It's just kind of creepy, the things they know about us. We don't like being under the eye of whoever, but we are more known than we would ever like to know. Why is it often a sense of fear if you were to hear, all of my ways are before you? All of my ways are before you. Let me read for you Psalm 119, verse 161 to 168. It says, Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. I rejoice at your word like one who finds great spoil. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous rules. Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. I hope in your salvation, O Lord, and I do your commandments. My soul keeps your testimonies. I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and testimonies, for all my ways are before you. We are often uncomfortable with the idea of all our ways being before others. Well, because we know that others are judgmental, we know that others um, oftentimes maybe can't keep secrets, we are afraid of what others might discover about us. And so we don't like being known. So we try to create this portrait of what we want people to think we are, the, the, the person we want people to believe that we are. You know, our family, we're all together. Look, we always got smiles when everybody sees a picture of us, whether it's on a fridge or whether it's on the internet. You see, oh, that, that must be a perfect family. They've got it all together. They must never fight. Things must be going tickety-boo. We create a portrait of what we want everyone else to see and to know about us. We're, 
Some people put their dirty laundry on the internet, I guess, but most people try to present the most positive picture they can of themselves. We wear a mask, a costume one, not a medical one. We wear masks and we always tell people, yeah, we're doing well. We always got a smile on when people say, how's things going? Oh, yeah, it's going pretty good. We, we don't want people to truly know who we are, the depth of us, because that opens up a can of worms. You and I know that. We spend so much time and so much effort trying to fool others about who we are. And we often spend that same time trying to fool ourselves and lie to ourselves about who we are. If I can just look this way, if I can just present myself in this way, then that must be the person I am. We know that's simply not true. All of our ways are before God. Those words, terrifying. All of my ways are before you all of them. Not just the ones I want to present to the world, not just the ones I'm comfortable with. All of my ways. All of them. Hebrews 4.13 says this, And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eye of him to whom we must give account. We're exposed to the eye of God, the one to whom we give account. There is no hiding from God, not a single element of our life, not our thought life, not our heart's intentions are hidden from him, all of our ways. And if, if you're thinking in this moment that that's not a good thing and that's terrifying, we ought to be terrified because you know as well as I do that, that we often don't have the most pure thoughts or the most pure intentions. We maybe don't have the most pure mouth or pure attitudes To know that all of our ways are before God is a humbling and terrifying things. All of them. And they're not just out there as some unrelated thing. They're my ways. They're my intentions. Out of my heart, out of my flesh, out of my will, my drive, my desires. I only do things because I want to. You think about that when it comes to your own sinful inclinations, your own uh, failures of your thought life, of your bitter heart, of your anger. You only do it because you actually want to. You think, well, I don't really want to. I I get that struggle in Romans chapter 7. Paul says the very thing. I I want to do, I don't do. Well, we know that is the the God-given nature, but reality is you're not going to do something against your will. Right? So when you have a a hard heart, when you have a bad attitude, that's not against your will. No one forced you to have a bad attitude. No one forced you to be angry. No one forced you to do this or to do that. It was your own choice. And so it's my ways, all of my ways that I am accountable for. The tone I use, that's before God. My motivation for why I'm generous or why I'm not generous, it's before God. My gratitude or my grumbling is before God. All of my ways, my intentions, my thoughts, my speech, my actions. Think about that yourself. Even just because, you know, we can hide ourselves. We can hide our actions from other people. We can hide our speech from other people. But we can't hide our thoughts and our intentions even from the eyes of God. He sees all of our ways. Psalm 139 says this, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. 
You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. So there in that passage alone, he says, you know when I sit. Like, you know my actions. You know what other people can observe as well. You know those things. But he says, you discern my thoughts. And you see, I love that because you, you begin to see the divinity of Jesus when, when there's the Pharisees in the crowd in the back and it, the word says that he knew the, their hearts. He knew their thoughts. He knew what they were thinking. The one example is where the, uh, the paralytic is lowered through the roof, right? And Jesus forgives this man's sin. And it says in the text that, that the Pharisees in the back were grumbling in their hearts. And Jesus looked right at them and says, why do you grumble in your hearts? Why do you say this thing? Is it not easier for me to say to this man, get up and walk the meter for a given So he, he's pointing to his own divinity saying, I know their hearts. I know your thoughts. I know your grumbles. I know your complaints. Psalm 139, it also said that he knows out, um, you search out my path. The, the, the intentions I plan to take, where I plan to go, what I plan to do, God knows it. He knows my lying down and he's acquainted with all of my ways. And then I love this. Well, I, I don't actually. It's terrifying. But even before a word is on my tongue, you know it all together. That might be a harsh word. It might be a, a discouraging word. It might be a selfish word. He knows it all together before I even utter it. God knows that those are the words I had intended to say. He knows it. That makes me tremble sometimes, but it's not all bad to know that all of my ways are before God. Jesus uses this same concept of God's omniscience, his, his all-knowing power. He uses it as a means of comfort for believers. In Matthew chapter 6, when he's telling the disciples in, in prayer, he says, your father knows what you need before you even ask it. Like that, the same coin is to bring us comfort as much as it is to make us tremble. Your father knows what you need before you even ask him. All of your ways, your needs are before him. Your, your failures are before him. Your, your, your emotional state is before him. Everything is before God. All of my ways, and they are before God. They're not once were when, you know, you were like the super person or, or you'd first become a believer or you, you finally trusted in Jesus. He, he's not, it, it wasn't just a moment where you were curious about God. It's not just a moment in the future when maybe one day you'll be interested in God. All my ways are, which is present, before you. He, presently, at this very moment, your ways are before God. Your thoughts are before God. Your intentions are before God. They are present in this moment that again is both comforting and terrifying that it is a present reality it's not a one-time event where god just looked into your heart and said okay for that moment i'm i'm, I'm having intimacy with this person and i see them fully it's present and we know what's amazing is you can't escape it you cannot escape god he is omnipresent he is not just all-knowing but he's omnipresent. He is everywhere you may go. And all your ways, it says, are before him. They're visible to him. They're exposed to him. Whether you are outside your house and you try to go inside your house to hide away from the world because you don't want them to see. 
And then even within your own house, you think, well, if I, I just go to my room so that others in my household can't see me. And then even within your own room, you're afraid of being found out. And so you go into your own heart. But even there, God is. And all of your ways are before him. They are exposed before him, even in your heart, in your room, in your house. All of your ways. Amos 9, uh, verse 2 to 4 says this. If they dig into Sheol, from there my hand will take them. If they climb up to the heavens, from there I'll bring them down. If they hide themselves on the top of Carmel, from there I will search them out and take them. And if they hide from my sight at the bottom of the sea, there I'll command the serpent and it shall bite them. And if they go into captivity before their enemies, there I'll command the sword and will kill them. And I will fix my eyes upon them for evil and not for good. And so in that circumstance, there was these people who had disobeyed God. And he says, they're trying to escape. And no matter where they end up, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. And I can be there in judgment was this example in Amos. He says, they can't escape that. I will be present among them. God is wherever you may be, wherever you may desire to go. All of my ways are before, exposed before you. You. You, Oftentimes we end up thinking, I don't want them to all know. But it's like, well, what about God? This is... A, a scripture text about God. All of my ways are before you. We spend so much of our life trying to present ourselves to other people around us, to the gaze of other people. We, we want to know what they know about us or, or, or what they might think about us. And so we present this picture to other people. What about to God? This is the God in whom this text is addressing. All my ways are before you. It ought to make us tremble. You know, I was talking with Bob the other day and uh, we was talking about how the coffee shop at the corner is just like this big glass box and they just watch everyone and and try to get all the details of your day right so that if you take one step off you're going to know about it they're going to they're going to tell others hey you were five minutes late for work the other day I know that because I watched you you know that's kind of the small town reality everyone knows everything about everyone and some of us hate it but we're not talking about the guys uptown at the coffee shop We're talking about God. All of my ways are before him. I don't care what the guy at the coffee shop sees or thinks or knows or doesn't know. God Almighty, the one who created me and sustains me, the God who has loved me, all of my ways are before him. When you think about the context of this verse and and the, the situation in which David is saying it, he's talking in this whole section. The reason I read it is because you see rejoicing You see praise, you see peace, you see hope, but you also see threaded through it all is obedience. So David's saying, all of my ways are before you. And and just prior, he says, in in the last three verses, um, I do your commandments in 166. My soul keeps your testimonies in 167. And then here in 168, I keep your precepts. He's saying, I do what you have told me to do. All my ways are before you. God, tests me, try me. What you, have ex- what you have shown me in your word, what you have told me to do, the path you've shown me to take, all of my ways are before you. Am I doing it? That's the context that David has his verse in. It's not about necessarily the sin in his life or, or the, the things he would be ashamed of. This is the context of his obedience and his love for God based on God's love for him. He says, all of those ways 
are before you and I do your word. I know your word. Hold me accountable to that. And let others hold me accountable to that as well. He says in this verse alone, I keep your precepts and testimonies for all my ways because all my ways are before you. I know that I can't just get away with it. Like show up to church, do the checklist. Oh, I did a mealtime prayer so others could hear me do the checklist. He knows that it's far beyond just those on paper obedience check marks. It's much deeper than that. He says, I do your word. And your word goes not just to the surface level things that others can see. It goes to the intentions of my heart. The bitterness within me, the anger within me, the, the, the generosity that comes from a cheerful heart, the, the gratitude that comes out of a heart, the joy, the rejoicing. He says, all of those ways are before you as well. Keep me accountable. And that's what we hope for too. And that's why also we... we we gather with other believers just in case we are prone to lie to ourselves. We start believing the mask we're wearing. We start believing the picture we've painted. Look, I'm doing pretty good. I've checked these boxes. We don't want to lie to ourselves and be devastated in the end. And so we surround ourselves with people who also know the testimonies of God, who can tell us the truth in love, who can correct us, who can point us again to the ways of God and say, you might not be on path. You might be off here. You might want to check yourself here because all your ways are before God. Are you standing before him and you're able to say with David, I've kept your word? I can't say that. I can't say it perfectly. But that's not to say that that's not the goal of my life and the aim of my life as it was for David. David ends this chapter talking about how he's failed. So it's not like David saying, well, I'm a perfect man and all you who can't say this are not. He says all of our ways are before God every single one of them. It's amazing though, because this ought to terrify people who don't believe in the Lord Jesus to know that all of our ways are exposed before God and to know that any sinful action and any sinful intention will, will be due punishment. And the punishment, it says in the Bible, the wages of sin is death. The one who sins deserves to die, the Bible says to be separated from God's favorable presence forever, that ought to terrify a person who does not have a rescue plan. Because they can't just hide and say, okay, well, if I can just convince God that I'm actually an okay person, and look, I've done good things, and I think I'm a good person, it ought to terrify a person who doesn't have the rescue plan. But then to believers, it ought to cause us to rejoice. All of your ways are before God. All of them. All of your ways, and yet he loved you and he gave himself for you when all of your ways were before him. You know your heart. You know how wicked your thoughts are sometimes. You know how just ungodly you are. All of those ways are before God, and yet he loves you. And he didn't do it just because he didn't know how wicked you'd become or he didn't know that thought that you would once one day think. No, he knew it all. He knew all of your ways, your ways. He knew it all, and yet he loved you, and he gave himself for you. This stirs up a heart of gratitude, and it stirs up a heart of service towards God. Because we know the grace of God towards us. We are so undeserving of any sort of positive interaction from God, because all of our ways are before him, and most of them are not good. But yet he loves us. He sustains us. He gives us grace, which is new every morning. He gives you enough grace today to sustain you. He gives you enough grace today to forgive all of your evil thoughts today, 
to forgive all of your evil actions today, he gives you enough grace today. And that's new tomorrow. And it's new the next day. Great is his faithfulness. And so we then, as a response to God's greatness and faithfulness and love to us, we serve him with our lives. That's the context that Dave is talking about here is his, him obeying God. I, I love you. I hope in your salvation. I hate falsehood, even within myself, but all my ways are before you. And so I want to obey. I want to keep your way because your way is right. Your way is good. Your way is full of hope and joy and peace. So help me to keep your way because all of my ways are before you. Let them align with your ways. That's the heart of the text here. That's the heart that we ought to walk away with, is knowing what God has done in Christ. That if we call on him, we will be saved from our situation of trembling when we think all of my ways are before God. Because of that, I will perish. We're saved from that thought. The gospel delivers you from that to know that, yes, all of your ways, all of your thoughts are before God. But even though that's true, he has loved you and saved you when you come to Christ. What a great gift that we not only uh, accept ourselves, but we hope to extend to other people that they may find the joy and the freedom in the Lord that we have as well. Let's give him all the praise and glory as we pray to him now. God, you are a great God, and we know that your eyes see. You see even uh, the thoughts that we never imagined we would have, the, the bitterness of our heart that we thought we could shake. You see... Um, our anger get the worst of us. You see our attitudes. You know our words before they're on our mouths. And yet, you love us anyways. God, that amazes us. It humbles us. It, it, it really amplifies the grace that you show towards us and how amazing and unique of a God you are. So we pray that you would um, humble us even now, that you would encourage us and strengthen us to know even though our ways are before you, you love us and sustain us, provide a way out for us. You know us more intimately than we know ourselves. There is no hiding and there is no need for us to be fake before you. Oh God, what freedom that brings. We thank you for it and pray that others might find it through the Lord Jesus as well. We pray it in his name. Amen.